What is up? You're listening to the Flowro Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves. Today on the show, not my cousin Dan and I will have our part two review of the show alone. Uh, I think it was a, a great little re- review. It, it, it got really deep. Um, I hope you enjoy it. If you guys want to support the show, head on over to shop.thefloropodcast.com. Again, that URL is shop.thefloropodcast.com. Now I'm with the show. Talking about uh, Ghost in the Shell and all oh, this other yeah. shit. All right, then, so let, yeah, we'll 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 just start from. You know, we talked about. Okay, go ahead. You okay. got it. All right. So, welcome to another Floro. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, welcome to the Flow the Pet. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Floro Podcast. There you go. <laughs> this is your host, Edgar Otraves, and not my cousin Dan. Not my cousin Dan. Not my cousin. Not Dan. your cousin Dan. <laughs> I don't even have a cousin Dan. <laughs> well, I have a cousin Dan, but you're not. You're not that cousin. You're not Mike. Uh, no. 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 We're not, we're not related. But I wish we were. It would be awesome. We'd probably hate each other <laughs> by this point. Yeah, we probably wouldn't like each other, right? That was the way it would work. We'd be sitting in the corner drinking the chicken juice. Ah, dude, I remember that not too long ago, the chicken juice. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, man, that's a throwback. That's like, uh, I remember telling you that story. It was like, we're, it was like a Christmas party. Yeah. It was, we yeah. were like, everybody was like, in the snow it was like one of those like christmas parties where it's like it was way out in the boonies and we risked our life to get to this party it was snowing real hard and then when we got there there was like trays and trays of chicken like from this from like this <laughs> fancy mexican chicken place i don't remember what it was called it wasn't in pollo loco it was like I don't know, a loco, a loco pollo or something crazy, something. Los pollos hermanos. There you go. <laughs> exactly. No, and then, um, so, but the chicken was good and we were hanging out. And for whatever reason, I started, I, somehow, somehow, I, I started daring my brother to drink the chicken juice. I don't know how we got to this point, but like, there was nothing but like, like, chicken like steam and fat at, at, at the bottom of these trays by the time we were done you know because everybody had eaten through the chicken and there was like these trays of chicken juice and I was like you know I told my brother I dare you to, to, to drink that and he's like I'm not drinking that I'm like come on man drink it no I'm not drinking it and then my uncle somehow got involved and he's like, come on, drink the chicken juice. <laughs> drink the chicken juice. And it was not just chicken juice, it was chicken juice. And my brother was like, no, I'm not drinking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that story was funnier. 
when I told it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's still funny. Yeah, it's it, it'd be funnier if my brother was in the room because I'm sure he could fill in the holes and also. And he'd probably get pissed off. He'd probably get pissed off, and that it, that in itself would be make. Shut up happen. about the fucking chicken juice, Jesus! <laughs> Thirty years ago. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so uh, anyway. So this is our part two on the series alone. And when last we, we talked, it was, there was still uh, Wania, Jordan, uh, Nikki, Michelle, was Michelle still there? Yeah. I say, yeah, Michelle yeah. Uh, and Barry. Was there another guy? Uh, Nathan. So Nathan, yes. yeah, it was it was Michelle, Nikki, Barry, Nathan, Wania, and Jordan yeah. were the ones who were left. Now I have to admit, I had I had Jordan to win, especially. Oh, but oh, like, dude, when he caught when he took when he caught that moose, I had yeah. him. I had him for he's gonna. Or, I said, Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Keep, keep going. I, I said when he got when he got that that moose, I was like, that fucker is gonna win. He's gonna win this motherfucker. There's well, no there's no way he's not. Like he's got all this meat now, right? But then right. there's all these complications with the meat, the Wolverines. Like, and then he got I I like he was one of the ones from the very beginning that I was like, this guy, he's he's just got it, right? Yeah, you know. And then he went out and caught and and killed a a, a, what, a, a wolverine. A wolverine with an axe. Yes. I mean, he basically killed a wolverine with his bare hands. Yes, yes. And, and at that point, I'm like, you know, I this guy has has the metal, man. This yeah. is. I, I I don't see anybody else going out there and killing a wolverine with his bare hands. With his bare hands to protect his food. Yes, to protect his food, bro. I'm crazy. That, that is fucking dangerous. Like he ran out. So wait, wait a minute. I can't remember how this happened. He ran out because he heard the wolverines. Right. He was yes. keeping watch, and so he yeah. ran out. I guess to chase him away, but then he encountered it. And had yeah. the axe, but he was like in his skivvies, right? I mean, he was yes. like his underwear. He was running around. It. I mean, this guy basically, <laughs> basically like reached deep down inside himself and found ancient man. Yes. Right. Yes. He he found his his mammoth killing ancestors inside <laughs> him. Yeah. And brought them out and just like no. You can't have my food. Kabam! And he like that was damn. that was that was fucking amazing. I mean, you didn't get to see it. Right. But it was fucking amazing because then like later on he you see the Wolverine. He yeah. has the Wolverine and he skins it and does he eat it? I don't remember if he does. I think he did, right? I don't I, I think he probably did because what he's not gonna throw the meat away, you know? Yeah. But you kind of can see it a little bit. It's like really hard to because it's a night camera, you know, mm -hmm. but like you can see him like run out and you can see him moving around. And it's not like he's, he's not messing. He like runs out there 
and you can make it out like he's scuffling with something yeah. and then he comes back and he's like i killed a wolverine you know and yeah. I kind of, <laughs> like how much better would it have been like if he if he came back and he's like he's got like blood on his mouth like i killed a wolverine and he just like started gnawing on it you know yeah. like a like like primitive man you know he's he's the funny thing is is that he's i don't know how to describe this guy because he's not he's not he's not dumb first of all he's not dumb and And he's not like hyper masculine you know no he's not he's he's not like aggro no in any way he's super chill Yes, he's like the he's nicest. kind of a dork, actually. Yeah, he's really kind of weird and and a little dorky, maybe a little socially awkward. And he is, he is, he. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he, what, what his like, what, what his deal is mentally or anything. But he's got, he is different. He is, he is different because um, he's one of the few people who didn't get lonely. Like he got lonely. Yeah, but, but it didn't, didn't drive him crazy. It didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't drag him down. Like he yeah. wanted. He wanted to be with his wife and all that stuff. But he was fine, charging forward. Yeah, and uh, well, and and to, all of them. Like in the last couple of episodes, all of them that were left. <clears throat> so you know, it gets it gets to the end. I think in the in the last episode, it's just the three of them, right? It's Jordan, and Wania. And Nathan, mm. I think in the it, it, oh, that may have been the last episode or the second to last episode. Right? I want to say, I w- you sure it was Nathan? I want to say it was it was Jordan, Wania, and another girl. Nope, Nathan. Nathan? Because Nikki, Nikki, got sent home because she lost too much weight. She got really skinny. She got real skinny. And that was actually really disturbing, right? Because, yeah. you know, there's the part where she's like cleansing herself, you know, with the, the juniper smoke. And like she, she was kind of hippy dippy. And, and I kind of actually dug that. Like, I, I man, more power to you. Good. You Just know? cute. Yeah. Well, it's not what I was getting at, but okay. I think, I think you were. <laughs> nah, not really. Well, like, but it, like, it, and not she's not like unattractive or anything, but it's just like no, she's she was she she had that like she's Wania had it. Wania had it too, where it yeah. was like I'm getting in touch with the earth, and, mm. and you know, you know what I mean, like that that sort of Gaia type attitude, right? They, all the women in on the on the on the oh, I can't say all the women because the and some of the men were like this too. They were very yeah. like uh, like you're saying hippy dippy into the earth kind of, and I can yeah, see and, I can I, see why. Like, yeah, sure. Like being out there, like like I when they were so grateful to catch a rabbit and, and to have that luck. Yeah. Like there's no there's no it's so random, right? Well, and and, and you, who do you think you can't help but be grateful? Who do you think? Right. And yeah. I actually thought felt like it was, it was sort of touching in a way. Mm-hmm. The I way agree. that the way that they would they'd catch the all of them, every single one of the people on this show, when they would catch an animal, mm-hmm. they would actually stop and like thank the animal, 
right? Yeah. It was, it, it was moving. And it's the kind of thing that I normally, me being me, would be like a cynical asshole about like, ah, bullshit. (laughs) But but like I'm watching this show and I think it's the context of you're literally watching these people starve and struggle Mm. and they finally catch an animal and they stop and say, thank you, you know, for, to, for, to the animal for like giving it, giving them the, their life. And it's kind of, it, it had a a weird power uh, to it, you know? I, I agree. I, I I felt the same kind of stuff, like the same the same sense, the same all the things. Cause like and it started with for me, it started with the black dude and and when we talked about it in the first part, when he yeah. when he killed that squirrel, he yeah. there was two parts to his yeah. like he he felt super grateful, but he also felt he betrayed the squirrel, right? Yeah. Yeah. He and, had like a breakdown. Yes. Of, and it was that was kind of drove home the whole concept. Hey, the show is called Alone, right? Mm. And that squirrel was like his friend. Yeah. And then he ends up killing the squirrel. Like he would talk to the squirrel. Like they showed it. Like he would yeah. have conversations with the squirrel. And the squirrel you know? and the squirrel got closer to him, like proximity yeah. wise, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it started kind of getting familiar trusting with him, him trusting him. And then that's when he killed him. And that's why he felt and, he betrayed the squirrel. And he, and he kills the squirrel out of like desperation. Like he needed to eat something. Yeah. You know, it was saying like it had been like 10 days since he'd had anything that remote, like protein wise, you know, and he kills the squirrel. And, and then after afterwards, and like, I, I don't know if it was like the next day or whenever, but they're showing the footage of him and he's just weeping. He's weeping because he betrayed the squirrel. Like, again, most of the time that would like, if that were to happen in a movie, like a Disney movie, I'd be like, fuck this, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm watching this and like it, it kind of, it, it hits, it kind of hits home. It, you, you feel it. And then, and then when he, when he had to leave, cause he was getting to, cause he had lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And he couldn't he, get any food. He couldn't he, catch anything. He felt that that it was because mm-hmm. he betrayed his squirrel friend. Yep. It was it was really kind of like there was a part of me that said that's kind of silly, but there's another part of me that said, "Well, you shouldn't have became friends with the squirrel." Uh, and, <laughs> and not only that, like think about this, right? He he was the third one to go out, mm-hmm. so relatively early. Okay. He went out after he was out there for 19 days. Yeah. 19 days only getting, you know, I'm sure he was foraging and getting plants and, and berries and whatnot. Otherwise he would have died, you know, but 19 days. And like they, they literally showed like every time he got protein and it was like three times in 19 days, like he couldn't catch fish. Yeah. None of his snares were working. And it's not like he was incompetent. Yeah. I think that's something that this show drives home really well. Yeah. It's not about competence. It's just like everything else in life has to do with luck. You know, you can go out there with the skills, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe you just didn't set your traps in the right place. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 
all of all of the animals out there uh, have migrated somewhere else. You know, what, whatever. Like maybe you're just in a in a shitty situation, and that used to happen with like um, ancient peoples, like pre pre civilization. Mm. The food would dry up, and the people would move. You know. Yeah. And he can't move. This is where he has to stay. It's his, it's his spot. And so anyway, like he's out there for 19 days. Okay. And he's alone. I mean, yeah, they're coming out and doing like med checks to make sure that nobody's dying and whatnot, but that's only like once a week for a couple of minutes, you know, 19 days. And finally he's like, I got to go home. And he's clearly like in a bad mental state. Yeah. But I mean, that happened in like the fourth or fifth episode. So like we're cruising through this and, and it's like four hours of our life, but no, but, but he, 19 days of it. And, and so can you even imagine like, where would your head be at 19 days into being marooned and alone and starving? Well, not only so no? it, it takes, it takes 20 days about give or take to essentially starve. Right. And the more, yeah. and, the, and it takes two days to, to die of thirst, right? Mm-hmm. So he had, so he was essentially just not eating enough. He had yeah. caught basically nothing while he was out there. But as, and now jumping forward again, like I did not realize that starving would be the major factor in in the winning of this of this competition because they were out there how many days 70 something days 77 77 holy shit and and that's the thing is i didn't know that either i mean we talked about this last time based on the description that was on it on netflix i thought i I thought it was going to be some weird sci-fi show Mm -hmm. uh you know about the chupacabra, you know? <laughs> and so I start watching this and, and almost immediately I was kind of turned off. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this isn't what I expected, but I kind of powered through that first episode and you know, where the guy breaks his leg four days in and I'm like, yeah. okay, there's something here. Yeah. And I keep watching it and it's so much better than some sci-fi show about the chupacabra <laughs> would ever have been, you know, because you're, you're like, uh, and so, but, but to the point, I don't want to stray too far. Like to the point, I didn't, it didn't cross my mind even through like the first four episodes, like we're going to watch, we're going to be watching a starvation game, you know? Yeah. But that's, and because I did go back and I watched, you know, seasons one through five of this, that's how it always is. That's, that's this, that's what this show should be called. It should be called the starvation game. Jesus, you know, Christ. because yeah. it's the the person who wins it every time, every time it comes down to, you know, yeah, you have injuries, people, people drop out because of injuries, mm-hmm. but it, it comes down to people can't get enough food mm-hmm. or they poison themselves, yeah. you know, or it's, they just get so lonely they have to leave or they, or they get lonely. Right. But, yeah. but most people like, yes. Every season, there's a couple people who drop out just because they reach their mental breaking point, you know? Jesus. But, you, but there are far more people who end up going home because they're, they're, they're literally, they, 
again, they poison themselves. <laughs> they have some bad luck and they mm-hmm. eat something and, and it takes them out, mm-hmm. you know, or they starve and they either get told like you, you can't stay here because your body is going into starvation yeah. and you could die. Yeah. Your organs can fail and your you'll organs, die. your organs are literally beginning to fail already, you know, based on, based on your, your status. Yeah. You know, or, and even in this case where, uh, well, I mean, no, there's no spoilers, right? Like, no, go for it. Jordan wins, right? Yeah. Jordan, yeah. Jordan wins, right? And this is a guy who had, you know, hundreds of pounds of moose meat. Yes. But and he was. Even he was starving. Yes. He, he, he was in danger. He was in danger, not only because, like you're saying, not only because of the protein, like, but he could have protein poisoning. Yes. Which is weird. Yeah. It's, it's one call of those, it, it's called, this is one of those things that I knew before I watched this show. It's called rabbit fever. Right. Jesus. Because it's called rabbit fever because rabbits are relatively easy to catch. And so like, you'd have a lot of people, especially like you go back to like frontier days, you know? And so people would try to survive off of rabbits. Uh-huh. Rabbits don't have enough fat in their meat. Mm-hmm. And so you get meat poisoning. Basically you go, you, you, you go into starvation. Even you could, you could eat all the rabbit meat that you could possibly fit in your belly every single day. And you're just, you're not getting enough fat and that your is, body needs the fat in order to process the meat and digest it properly. That is, that is one of the most if interesting. I, 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 I make, I may be making that up. Uh, not uh, about the rabbit fever yeah. thing, but about why you need the fat. Well, you're, you your know. your your doctor, not my cousin Dan. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's your title, um, <laughs> doctor. Uh, but no, um, it, it that is that's one of my favorite parts of the whole experience of watching alone is the little blurbs that that, that pops through. I was just like, wait a minute, you can get protein poisoning? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Because that's one of the things that popped up. He's like, you can get protein poisoning. But in my head, I'm like, this motherfucker's going to win. He's got plenty of meat. There's no problem. But he needed the fat. And the Wolverines, the thing they fucking stole was was the fat. The fat. Yep. The fucking fat. And I'm like, what? I'm like, there's there's all this meat. No, they didn't bother with it. They stole the meat. And what was it? Was it a fish or something else that they stole the fat off of? I think they like tore up a fish and just ate the fat the fat off the fish. Yeah. Well, and that's because it's winter. Yeah. And so they're they're animals. They're they're smarter in ways than 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 people are in some ways, right? And that's they know that's what they need. Yeah. The the fact the fact that they don't have the the brain power that tells them, oh we'll we'll eat this. The fact that they 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 serve a very reptilian kind of mode. Yeah, is 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 why they go for things like the fat. Whereas because yep. we're so smart, we're like, well, let's have a cheeseburger, you know? Like, yeah. You know, but this guy, it it was crazy, you know. And my favorite part of the of the whole show, again, spoiler alert, but this whole thing is about spoilers. But uh, the, my favorite part about the show is right at the end, where things were getting just a little sketchy for him, he catches a fucking fish. He yeah. Ca- he catches a the, fucking the fish. Day, the day that they're coming to get him. Yes. He catches a fish. And, a and big fish. A big fish. And he's got and he's like, oh, look at all this fat and stuff like that. And it was, it was like, and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, he this guy won. And this is before Wania yeah. gives up. 
right? Yeah. The way they, they cut it together, the show, yep. they, you know, they, they show him cut, catching a fish, a fish. And in my head, I already know what, what it's like for the other cast members. I know he's going to make it. I'm like, that guy's got another week or so. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, give or take a few days, yeah. you know, and cause he's just going to scarf. He's just going to pull the fat off of that and, and, and probably continue yep. to work, continue yeah. to like catch more fish or whatever. And I was like, wow, I was so fucking impressed. And, and I know well, it's, it's, it's more about luck too, but. You know, but that guy did so many things that really just impressed me to no end. Right. Like where, where he realizes he has to start fishing. Yeah. And so he makes that fishing rod with like a, a reel, like he made yeah. a reel yeah. out of, out of like a can that he found. Yeah. And he just turns and, it with his finger. Yeah. And like, you're, you're watching, you're watching everybody else that's fishing. And the one guy, Nathan, who like, I, I had really, Nathan was one of the guys that I had pegged as being okay he could he could make it you know mm -hmm. after like the third or fourth episode after he survived poisoning himself with the fish <laughs> eggs right <laughs> but like that guy he's he was he was the, uh, apparently the only one that was smart enough to bring a fishing net with him as one of the items and that fishing net dude if that guy's uh, it would have been crazy if that guy's shelter hadn't burned down I think oh, I think yeah. this I think this thing would have gone a hundred days or more if 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 that guy's shelter hadn't burned down because he was catching fish, you know, and yeah, it slowed down, but he he was fine, you know, and uh and then his shelter burns down. But then like Jordan, when he kind of figures out, okay the moose meat doesn't have enough fat in it. I need fat because I'm, I'm literally losing a pound a day, right? And he's already thin, you know? Yeah. He figures out he needs to get he, to catch fish because the, the fish have more fat in the meat. And he makes his own fishing net, right? Like, and, and he even says, he's like, I have no idea how to do this, so I'm just going to kind of, come up with it on my own yeah and he he makes a fishing net right a net or a rod oh well he made the fishing rod yeah and then he and then he 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 broke the hook and he's like he, he was oh, yeah. like dejected he was like it it was his last fishing hook or something you know yeah and so he weaves his own fishing net and he's even like ah i don't know how to do this i'll just have to figure it out and he makes <laughs> and he makes a, a an awesome fishing net yeah and it works yeah. right you know that guy that's that guy, where i was so impressed with the guy he's he's a very unique character though like he well i mean resourcefulness you know yes yes and, but like the other thing too is, is like uh he made a fishing uh, uh fishing uh, uh rod with a fucking reel why yes. doesn't anybody else make a fishing yeah. rod with a reel like right because everybody else that makes that made fishing rods, they just got a long stick and tied some some you know. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying that's bad or anything. It's, I I wouldn't. I'd barely maybe figure that out. Maybe right. Yeah. No, this guy makes a fucking reel. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And nobody else does. No. No, and that's like, it just, there's the stuff that, the, that, that he was doing, like the inventiveness and the resourcefulness, like it was just, even though he, he was having a, a rough go towards the end, mm -hmm. it, it felt like compared to everybody else, he was kind of coasting. He was kind of just fine. He kind of you know? was just kind of coasting. Mm -hmm. it, to me, he, it, it did seem... Like he was coasting. He got a little scared when he needed that fish at the end. Yeah. But for the most part, he was fine. Although yeah. I will say, uh, fighting a fucking Wolverine with a little shit axe <laughs> isn't exactly coasting either. But, right. But he, he made the show for me. Him and Wania and, I, uh, and, and well, just the girls. Because I found the girls more interesting than the guys. The guys... Sure. The guys were just kind of like, you know, it, I was disappointed to see the one guy's, uh, what's his name? The one that had the, 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 the hut burned down on him? Nathan, yeah. I was upset Nathan, to see. Nathan, Nathan was doing really well, too. He was doing right? well. Not as well as Jordan. No. But, but he, he, was, was, he was hanging in there. Yeah. He was hanging in there pretty good. And, when that, when, and now that I'm thinking about it now that you mentioned it, when his hut burned down, it was in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah, he, he had nothing, and so he's yeah. like, "Fuck it, I gotta get, I gotta have them come and save me." And they were like, "And they're like, we'll come get you in the morning." Because <laughs> it's too fucking scary right now. Yeah, yeah right. We're not, we're not going out there. Are you crazy? Uh, hope, hope, hopefully, <laughs> we'll find you alive in the morning. And so, so like that guy, man, that guy should should get something should get like win something just because it's like you've been out here what 72 days you've been out here for 72 days and you're doing all right you're starving just like everybody else but you're doing all right comparatively mm -hmm. and now your hut burns down and everything in it burns with it and you have to hang out for the next eight hours yeah, it was a long fucking you know, time. It was you, a long you, in, the, figure, in the dark. Figure out how to stay warm, you know. And and to be fair, he had a giant fire to sleep next to. Yeah. But like, like survive. Oh, oh, well, now you have to survive the night in the Arctic with no shelter. Yeah. <laughs> because they can't come and get you. I, I man. I think here's the part that bothers me a little bit because now they can't get, come and get you. In the morning, you would have been able to make a new hut. Oh, I don't know, man. That's it. Took think about it. It like, takes a lot it, of effort. I mean, it yeah. took them. It took some of those people like weeks to yeah. really get their shelters built. You know, but he wasn't the only one who had their shelter built, uh, burn. But well, his his, but his his was the only one whose shelter burned down. Yeah, completely. Right? Yeah, you know, and so was, I want to say Wania well, was it Wania? Wania no, was one. I th I think it was Nikki whose Nikki? shelter caught fire. Yeah, that but, was. I mean, no, yeah, he could have built a new shelter. Okay, but everything he had burned inside uh, the shelter. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Everything he had, with the exception of what he was wearing, was gone. Burned. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, 
he's been out there for 72 days and starving for at least 50 of those 72 days. He's going to burn a ton of galleries just trying to make a new hut. I mean, you'd kill yourself trying to rebuild that hut and you don't have the reserves that you did, you know? No, you you make a good point. Um, Yeah, so he was done no matter what. Yeah, he he was toast, you know? And it's winter, you know? So one of the things, too, is it's like, I thought... I thought Wania had a really good chance. Yeah, she was great. She, I, she was, she, she was one of my favorites in the show. Like, yes, like her from the beginning. Yeah, you know, because she's, she's. I feel bad that I said that you know. Her and Nikki were kind of hippy dippy. I feel like that's you. you That's. You should. You're you're so no, awful. No, you're a I, I, like because I, horrible I feel, person. No, I I feel like like that's minimizing, right? Like, I don't want to minimize that. I I just you know they they were very like, um, sensitive and like really wanting this this relationship with nature, you know, and it was so charming to yes. see that, you know. I think I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and, and, and hippy dippy. I'm glad you kind of circled back to kind of like clarify it. Cause um, not that you're de- minimizing or, or diminishing any of their, like, uh, or, you know, any of their character or anything like that, but they were, they, they were very charming and, and, and it was because of their gratefulness to, yeah, to nature and their, and their, and, and their resourcefulness and they're and they're willing to kind of kind of do this i thought they were they were some of the most badass characters because i mentioned this yeah like, i mentioned this in the other episode but when wania made all her shit like yes. the stuff she's wearing she made that yeah she made that from animals like yeah and knowing and she, her she probably hunted that shit caught it herself yeah skinned those skinned those things and made it herself just like she did with the rabbit Yes, she made a bunch of stuff with the rabbit uh, fur. Right, she made that that rabbit rope and she turned it into a shawl, mm-hmm. and it's just like uh, she she was having a hard time getting food once once the winter really set in, mm-hmm. and I you know she seemed like she was having a hard time getting food like the whole time, basically. But everybody was. Right? Everybody was, yeah. But she also seemed like mentally, you know, she was just kind of coasting along, just like just like Jordan was. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she was just nothing rattled her, you know. She she did get um, reflective. She mentioned yes. she mentioned like she's like first of all, it seems like she's used to being by herself. Yes, but she doesn't want to be by herself anymore. Right. right? Right, because she mentioned she wanted to have a partner, uh, or that she wanted to have a, a baby, or adopt a kid. And I believe I remember after she said that she wanted to have a baby, she was already on the show. She was already much older. So, well, I think she's our age, actually. Yeah. So she, her having a baby at this age becomes dangerous, right? Well, yeah. Um, oh, but that, it's that possible. Was, but, I really connected with that when she was talking about how she went into that depth about how, you know, when she was younger and in her twenties, 
she had this axe to grind about how, you know, she was just as, as strong as men, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of abandoned her femininity. She said, like, I think those probably aren't her words, but that's mm-hmm. what she, I felt like she was saying. And then, you know, through her thirties and as she was getting into her forties, she like rediscovered that femininity and really wanted to get in touch with it. And, and like wanted to own it, you know, and that connected with me because like, you're trying to get in touch with your femininity. Yeah, I'm (laughs) definitely trying to get in touch with my feminine side. Uh, No, (laughs) tried so hard to get it out and I screwed up the word, (laughs) but um, but it, I connected with it cause it, you know, when I was younger and in mm-hmm. my twenties, mm-hmm. like I was so hell bent on just being like the most masculine guy, you know, and, and, and not, you know, we talked about this on, on one of the other podcasts where it was like, I, I had no problem you know, getting into fights. I wasn't afraid of, I I wanted, I needed, I had an ax to grind about like, I'm not afraid of you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I like, I was still like at the, that boxing tournament. Oh, that boxing tournament where you were like starting a fight with a cop who's like twice your size. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know? And, and it was, and it's just like, I, I had an ax to grind about, you know, demanding that uh, I'm, 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 I'm all that is man, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, but, as I'm getting older, I'm like, that's so fucking stupid. It's, like, it's who, why, who, why do I give a shit? And there's, and it keeps you from seeing things and appreciating things. And, uh, you know, the way that she got reflective about that experience connected with me, even though it's not about like trying to rediscover femininity in my I guess maybe it is kind of trying to rediscover femininity you know like get, getting in touch with with the fact that you know it's not about being the manliest man anymore I think you know? I, I, I you know it, it, that that is just part of being young right it's just yeah. finding finding who you are finding what where the balance is trying to prove yourself I think the proving your, yourself part is, is always kind of an experience that everybody has to deal with. And, and it's, uh, it's, it, 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 you're right. It's unnecessary. Right. But you don't, yeah. you don't know, you know, you don't know anybody. You're young, you know? So like, I, we all got, we all went through that stuff. I, I went through it as well. I mean, and it, you know, I'm sure my kids are going to go through it trying to find who they are, but uh, what really, what re- it really, broke my heart to hear her talk about having children sure yeah she she wanted to have a child and i was like oh my goodness i hope you get something out of this so you can have your child because that that was really that was really sad and and i know she felt lonely and the fact that she didn't have a partner and stuff like that i was like look i don't care like whether you're lesbian homosexual whatever whatever it's hard enough to, to find a person that, that you can be with and, and share your life with, you know, have it however you want, make yourself happy. And, you know, it, 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 it made me sad for her. Cause I, I would like, I really like when she shared that part of it or of herself, you know, and it was yeah. like, it's not like she talked about it a lot. It was like a 
maybe no, a five. It was, it was one. It was like one segment of one episode. Yeah, yeah, one segment. It was like five minutes, maybe ten at max, where she kind of goes into this and she mentions it, and it just, it just, it just hit me right here in the heart, man. It, or, boom. Like, or, you know, it was her, her, and I think it was Nikki. Both at some point during the show talked about how one of the reasons they want to win is because they feel like the way they've chosen to live their life has always disappointed their mother. Oh, Jesus. Like they specifically go into how, how they're kind of like carrying around this guilt because they've chosen to live a live a life that is, is disappointing or, or somehow not fulfilling for their mother. And they're, and they're they're not young people. And they're, and, and it's, that's something else that, I kind of connected with just because I have felt that, you know, and, and sometimes even now, like I feel that like I look at my life and I mean, my life is pretty good. Okay. I mean, I've got, I've got a good job that I like doing, you know, I tilted at my windmills. I wrote books. Mm-hmm. I was, a a, a, a fairly successful i mean and th- we can discuss that another time you know <laughs> comedian you know and and when i say fairly successful i mean you have to gauge success in certain terms when you're talking about doing stand-up comedy right like mm-hmm. like no i'm i was not a household name and i wasn't like a highly sought after you know uh headliner but i worked mm-hmm. i never had problems finding work you know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I was a great stand-up comedian because I don't believe that, but I was good enough, you know, and it was a dream and I, and I went and I lived that, mm-hmm. but like, I also sit back and, you know, even, even though now, like I've transitioned into a traditional sort of career and, and, uh, did that pretty successfully. Even now it's like, I, I know that my parents and other people had all sorts of expectations for me. And I'm sure I I feel like I'm a disappointment every day of my life and I'm 41, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not young. And so like, it was just another way that I was able to connect. Like we all carry around this insecurity and like, we, we live our lives well, well into middle age, trying so hard to impress mom and dad, you know, mm-hmm. that by the time we're not trying to impress mom and dad anymore, and we're just trying to impress ourselves, it's already too goddamn late. I completely understand what you're saying. Um, that was a lot for, that was a portion of my life. For me, it, it's weird looking back, you know, because uh, my my mom was just not that it's not a lot, but my mom was just a housewife, and and uh, it wasn't like she was a president of a company or anything like that. But for whatever reason, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like like anything I did was all that impressive to her. Now, with that said, uh, I I have long ago, I'm talking years, have. St- stop living in with that kind of um, regret 
not because I've had any kind of success or anything like that. Mostly because I just don't give a shit of what they think anymore. Um, they've, they, the, the, their, I, I know that I have surpassed them in some ways. Um, and uh, now I'm in a position where I'm in all new territory. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in all new territory. There is nothing that they can, because I've I've sought their counsel for mm-hmm. some things, and their their just their basic working knowledge of some things is not useful to me. It is, it, in fact, it has become a hindrance in some places. So uh, because just just from from a from a just so you can get a sense. Uh, when I, for example, when I wanted to take up kickboxing, right? Yeah. When I, when I started, when I was a young guy, 16, 17 years old, and I was doing kickboxing, coming home with bruises on my face, the things my mom would say was, why are you doing that? You're getting hurt. Don't do that. It's not, you know, it's not good for you. You don't know what you're doing. It, it just always been this negativity. So I've, I've, pretty easily uh, especially now that I recognize that it was pretty easy for me to kind of break away from that and be like okay I know you guys you guys are not going to approve anything that I ever come up with I'm better off not not trying to live by any standard that you guys uh, might present to me thankfully uh, so I don't I mean, for a long time, I have I don't have that that issue, but I do know what you're talking about because there was a point in my life where I was living like that. But anyway, going back to Wania, uh, yeah. I really wanted her to succeed. I really wanted her to like yeah. make it to the end. Yeah, uh, just so that she and could she have. did. To be fair, it yeah. was her. It was her and Jordan. She made it to 76 days. So she made it three months. So, man, does the second place winner get any money? No. Damn. I looked her up afterwards. She's like some kind of wilderness uh, guide of some sort. Wilderness instructor, wilderness guide, you know. Yeah. And God, I I hope, you know, I I hope that all of these contestants, that, you know, they have YouTube channels and whatever. And and Mm -hmm. God, I hope they're getting the kind of traffic that they can start getting some of that, some of that, you know, influencer money because yeah. they've earned it. All yeah. of these people have earned it. You know, all of them, all of them are very special people. Yes. Yeah. And you know, if I, I was talking about, you know, the resourcefulness that I was seeing in Jordan. Right. But like all of them had resourcefulness, right. It's just that, Jordan was doing some like novel stuff like that blew my mind. But then at the same time, like Wania is making the, this, that rabbit rope, you know, she's, she, she made a bunch of stuff while she was there. You know, she made like the leather knife pouch and, you know, she, and, and and Nikki, I loved it when Nikki made the little rabbit, she made the stuffed animal. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that thing looked terrifying, but still, it was cool. <laughs> it, it would give me nightmares to sleep with that thing, but it comforted her. Uh-huh. And I was so, 
I, I, I was just so taken with that. Like, oh my God, you're making a little stuffed animal. That's, that's amazing. Well, you know? let, let's talk about the, the, the other, the two contestants that left before Winia, which was Nikki and that other guy, Nathan, right? Barry. No, no, no. So Barry. Nikki, there was Barry. We haven't talked much about Barry, but I mean, Barry, there wasn't much that I connected with when I was watching Barry. He just left. He just left because he got lonely, right? No. What happened? No, he, got, he got, he got evacuated. Oh yes. Or that's he, right. That's he, right that's he was, he went into starvation. Yeah. He got as, evacuated. As did Nikki. Yeah. And that guy, I, I'll say this. I didn't connect with him that much, but I mean, there were some, some moments with him like where he knows he's starving. Right. And he's not getting any animals. And he comes back and he brings this massive pile of moss. And he's just like, I'm going to boil it down and I'm going to eat it because I need to put something in my body. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All I could think was like, can you eat moss? Is he eating something that's edible? Like, what is it like eating tree bark? Like, what is what what kind of apparently? Jesus you know? Christ. And I mean, I, on the one hand, I was like impressed with the, the drive to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. And on the other hand, I, I was like, dude, do you, that's serious desperation, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's just amazing. And then, and, and he did have, there was, he had the the moment he was his whole bay froze over. Yeah. So he couldn't get he couldn't get water. That was an interesting part in the show. Yeah. And it, like so he couldn't get water like he had to chop ice out with an axe and melt it, you know. And so like he went on like a multiple like it was like a mile or 2 mile walk to get to the end of that ice shelf to where he could get to the open water. And he was just kind of filming himself as he's getting the water. And as he turns around, he collapses like onto the, do you remember this? He, yeah, like, he got collapses. dizzy. No, 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 no. He like collapses down and he's just like losing his mind and he's begging, begging begging for like his wife to give him the strength to mm. make it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And I mean, it was it was totally heart-wrenching. And I mean, I, you can say it. I'm sure there are people out there you know on message boards and whatnot because the internet brings out just the worst in people mm. that are like, oh, he's playing for the cameras or whatever. But it's yeah. like, no, dude, the, the guy is starving and he's miserable and he has to walk two miles to get water. And he misses his wife and he's just, uh, it hit me. It hit me pretty hard. And he's got, all he's got is his thoughts, right? Like that's it. That's all he's got. So he's sitting there with his thoughts. He's probably not used to it, right? So every fucking thing he's thinking about is probably all his interactions with his family. He's probably super, super lonely. Yeah. When he started like, oh yeah, give me the strength, all that stuff. I remember thinking like, 
oh, this is so bad. And then like it, well, not bad, like bad, like, like bad TV. I'm like talking like bad, like this is, oh, this is hurting me in the heart. You know, like, like it, it got really, ooh. but like, I got to admit, not, not to, not to jump back to, to Jordan, uh, but because of, we're talking about emotion at the end, when, when you're, when Jordan's wife shows up and she jumps on him, like he was talking like, Oh, I got I can, I can hang out another week. Like no problem. His wife jumps on him. She is so happy to see him. And he's like, Oh, Hey, Hey, how did you get here? <laughs> like, Oh, look at you. It was, yeah. It right. was like, I started right. crying. I started crying. I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big wimp, you know, just in general when it comes to like, you know, TV yeah. and emotional moments, but like, but like when I saw him and his wife and his wife jumps on all over him and he's, she's happy to see him. And he's like, you know, happy to see her. I, I just, ugh, tears. Right. Cause I, it, it was, it was a, it was a, a great moment to see that. But like you were saying, when he, when he starts crying for his wife, he gets all broken up. The, you know, uh, the other guy, Nathan, Nathan, right. I keep getting, uh, no, Barry, no, no, Barry, Barry, Barry. Barry. Barry starts crying for his wife. I remember thinking, oh man, that's, that's so rough. And he's not going to make it. Yeah. Like I knew he was not going to make it. I'm like, yeah. you're going to get lonely and you're not going to make it, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, he ended up leaving because of, because of, of nutritional issues, right? right? Because right. he was getting too skinny. Right. But I think I couldn't help but think that there was a little self-sabotage. Well, his, his heart wasn't in it. His yeah. heart hadn't been in. It. I mean, he's literally begging his wife to give him the strength to carry on. Right. Yeah. He's, he's literally begging to find the reason he's there in the first place, you yeah. know? And, you know, I, in my own way, like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to get too heavy. Um, I mean, that, that hit me really hard just because I've been in that situation, not in the situation where I'm starving and I'm in the wilderness, but you know, um, for our podcast listeners, I, I lost my partner last year and I, I've been there where I'm, I'm literally on the floor, like on my hands and knees weeping just just for some reason to keep moving you know yeah and that so that hit that hit i can see that that's that's rough man i mean when you like when you have someone like that in your life and, and she's gone like she's she was every day of your life, right? I mean, she was everything, right? And she just, I mean, not to get too personal, but she just, she was here one minute and gone the next. And there was like almost no rhyme or reason for it other than the fact that she had that, that seizure, right? And then yeah, you, you, yeah. you did not see this coming. No, it was, it was out of the blue, but um, no, I mean, I, it, that that was a powerful moment in the show for me just because of that because 
I, I could identify so hard with, you know, um, just wanting something, wanting that reason, wanting that, that strength, you know, um, yeah, it's heavy, it's heavy. Um, well, I mean, but, you, at least for you, I mean, like you got, you got her, her son, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, and that's and, been, that's, that's been a lot that pulled, pulled me through was that I had, I did have other people to live for. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, he, and he needs you. Yeah. He, you can't, you like, you can't, you can't escape that. Like he yeah. needs you. He needs yeah. your, your example. And you know, I've said it many times over the last year that I, if it hadn't been for him and the fact that he needed somebody, he needed me, right? He needed the house over his head and, um, and somebody, somebody to go through it with him, you know, because whatever I'm feeling, he's feeling a million times worse, you know? Um, and over the last year is just, um, if it hadn't been for, for that, for, for knowing that there was somebody that, that was depending on me to make it. Um, I don't, I don't know that I would have, you know, I don't, I don't know where I'd be right now if, if that hadn't been the case. And that actually, I mean, think, just think about the ways that it connects with this guy and he's desperate and he's, he's lost every ounce of will he has. And all he wants is, is his wife. And just like, it's, it comes back to the name of the show. The name of the show is alone. Yeah. And he ends up going home and, and going back to where he needed to be, you know, no, he didn't win, but where he needed to be was back at home with his wife and kids, because that's who he's living for. That's why he's out there in the first place is to win a huge chunk of money for them. Right. Yeah. And you know, the, I, I can't help but think the overriding point of this show is that eventually being alone will kill you. Yeah. And for me, it was the fact that I wasn't alone, that not only did I have like friends and family who were there to lean on, but I wasn't alone because there were people who needed me. That's, that's a big part of, of not being alone and having people in your life. Yeah. They depend on you. They need you. And, and that's probably the part that makes life worth living for most people is that you have other people who depend on you and you need, need you. And that, I, th I think that may be why this show 
the whole show, the whole series connects with me because it's, you're taking these people away from that. And, and yeah, it turns into a starvation game, but it's, it's, it turns into this, this realization, even, even by the end, even when Jordan wins it, Mm -hmm. um, being alone is what was going to get to him, you know, eventually, eventually, eventually eventually it would have, it would have gotten to him, but, and you know, when, and it's, you, you have to have other people to live for. It's just how it is. It's, you know, uh, com- compassion and empathy are what I think that's at the core of most people. I, I really do is that's, that's why you make the decisions that you make. I mean, yes, sometimes you make selfish decisions in life, mm-hmm. but you know, the road that you travel is dictated by the people that you're living for, you know, and uh, it's just, it's, it's what it's all about. Did you ever read that book um, tribe? It was making, it was making the rounds uh, here. Let me look it up. It's, it's called tribe. And in, and in the book, um, basically, uh, the there were they kind of illustrated a few different examples of people um i'll look it up uh but like uh they they illustrated a few examples of people who were living in certain types of societies and preferred one versus the other and one of those uh situations were when when settlers would get captured by native americans and and the 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 indigenous peoples would instead of like killing them would absorb them into the tribe so they would become part of the tribe right and ended up not only you know serving the tribe as you know as a whatever but like eventually they would marry someone in the tribe have children with someone in the tribe be a native american be a native and be part of that tribe and then when people tried to like bring them back or kind of negotiate uh, so that these settlers would get, come back to would be settler society or the European way of living. Uh, not only would they go and then escape and come back to the natives, but they yeah. hated everything about living yeah. as what they called a civilized person. They didn't like yeah. living in a civilized society because there was so much separation. They already back then. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had, there were cities and villages and stuff like that, but, and things were separated and people were separated and this is yours and this is mine. There was all that nonsense. And Native, Native Americans had a different, more familial kind of way of living where everybody hunted together and everything that was found was for the tribe. Everything was, was shared and, mm-hmm. So then they, they were so connected to those people yeah. that, that they considered themselves not only as a Native American, but preferred that life. And it was because of the connection. They didn't feel that connection yeah. when they went back to European living. And, uh, and, it, and that is true just in general. And I think, I think uh, that is 
one of the major issues that we are facing uh, in the United States. I remember seeing this. Um, it was like a, uh, like a, like a clickbait kind of title or something, but it was basically saying that the United States or maybe it was the United States, but that we are facing a loneliness epidemic. Yeah. And it is because we are so disconnected. Yeah. We are so disconnected. We are, oh. especially now. I mean, the, you know, this is my house. That is your house. Uh, you mow your lawn. I mow my lawn. Uh, you, you, you know, that, that you have, you might have the, 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 the coronavirus. You know, I might have the coronavirus. I can't talk to you. You can't talk to me. Don't look at me. Yeah. You know, it's like nobody can go over to each other's house anymore. It's like crazy. And it is, it, it and it is because of this kind of virus thing, it's worse now than it ever been. And, and, and I think that was one of the things that I always talk about jujitsu for. Like, like I tell people, like, you don't have to join jujitsu, but you have to join something like this because it's a community, right? Right. Sure. Like one of the things I, I, I talked to a friend of mine, um, who was in jujitsu, he had, he had gone through a very bad injury. And I told him, he's like, he's, he's talking like, I can't go to a meeting like this. You know, I'm going to go to a meeting. I'm in the health field and I have a torn, you know, I have, I have, you know, a torn, I don't want to get into too much detail, but he had something torn in his, in his arm. And he's like, I got to walk around with, with this cast and these bandages and all this stuff on my body. And I'm a health professional. People are going to be like asking me, what happened? How did this happen? Why are you doing this stuff? And I do this every single day. It's like, I have to explain myself to people. It's like, not only am I tired, but it looks very unprofessional. It's like, why should I keep doing this? And I told him, this is like, more than ever, especially in this kind of modern world that we live in, you know, you don't really need jujitsu for self-defense. Nothing will serve you better right. in self-defense than a fucking gun. You know, gun is gonna, you know, honestly, you know, you you wanna you worried about self-defense, you're worried about someone coming in your house or attacking you on the street, you gotta conceal and carry. End of story. You know, learn how to use the weapon real well, be responsible. There's no there's there's nothing you can do that will be easier, faster, and more effective than having a gun. It is just Let's not kid ourselves. There's all these like, oh, I can disarm this guy, but I'm not bullshit. You're going to get shot. Plain and simple. But all that aside, so, and if you've done everything you could possibly do to be successful, you've already taken yourself out of possible situations where you would be um, likely to be attacked, like on the street or whatever. You know, if you're yeah. successful, you probably live in a nice neighborhood. The likelihood of something like that happening to you is very unlikely. Now, so then why have jujitsu? Why have something like jujitsu? Because of the community. Because of the people you meet. Sure, we pretend we kill each other for like an hour and a half. <laughs> but in the end, um, the, the interaction that you have, the opportunity to, that you have to talk to someone who, who you can kind of interact with outside of work, outside it there's nothing it, the friends that you make i have friends that i haven't that i haven't practiced with 
but still talk to. And, and we go over to the house and stuff like that because even now, because we're in similar situations, even now with Corona, and it's, I met him at Jiu Jitsu. Like, I think it's important for us to be in communities. We need communities. Yes. We absolutely yeah. need communities. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be with, with family, but whatever communities you have, that's, that's, that's what you need. But like, man, anytime you want to talk, bro, I am, I am here for you, bro. I am, I, I just, I, I, I know it must've been so bad, so hard for you to go through what you went through. And um, I just, if you ever want to talk, man. Well, hey, you, you were there, remember, if you remember, you know. I was, talked. I could have been there more. But uh, no, you were there. And, you know, other people were there. And it's, it's appreciated. And what you're saying is, is, it's the truth. It's, we, we need community, you know. And we need, we need so many things on such, such high levels now but you know we need uh, i feel like we've been fed this steady diet of aggressive self-interest you know culturally here mm -hmm. for 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 so long it's all been about you know how can you make more money and and how can you get nicer things and better jobs and you know and the in that aggressive self-interest in that you know it, it's like a cultural maxim now that you got to look out for number one always that's that's your job look out for number one and um step on throats if you have to you know yeah. and look at look at look at us Look at the country. Where, where does that get you? It doesn't get you anywhere. No. You know, you have, you have good guys and bad guys walking around with guns. You know, you have uh, people armed to the teeth every time you turn around. And, and you know, what, how are we – how does that make us any better? How, you know, we're, we're so disconnected and, and it's, it, it, we're disconnected personally, you know, to the point where, where it's, our lives aren't about our community anymore. You know, our lives aren't about each other. Our lives are about ourselves. And we're all fucking miserable. Yeah. You know, nobody, it's like we don't even know what happy means anymore. Well, we've been, we've happy been... doesn't mean happy doesn't mean I got a raise. Happy doesn't mean um, uh, I get I, I got a promotion. Happy doesn't mean I had a big uh, stock buy that that went well for me. You know that that makes you happy for five minutes. Yeah, you know, and it's the people in your life that make you happy 
it's the people in your life and the life that you choose to lead that's ultimately going to make you happy. And that life is when it's all about just achieve, 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 you know, and the achievements mean nothing. They, they don't mean anything because then every time you do achieve, well, okay, what's next? You know, there's, there's no just sitting back and enjoying it. There's, there's that, I think it's the problem with, with this kind of stuff if that, is that we're fed that we must, we must achieve, right? It, it's, yeah. it's just it constantly, and there's no ending to it. Right. It's always, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next yep. thing? And it's, it's like, I, I feel, and this is, this is me like at 45 speaking like this. And I know that when I'm 50, I'm going to be like, no, I was wrong. This is the <laughs> new, you know, but I yeah. feel, I can't help feeling that, that, you know, there, that now that I'm at 45, I don't need these things. I feel like I don't, there's, I don't need this stuff. Right. I, ha I, I have the stuff. I don't want any more stuff. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't need the stuff. I, I don't want the stuff. I don't want it in my closets. I don't want it in my, on my yeah. floors. I don't, I don't want it. I don't need the stuff. I'm just going to have what I need. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I've been purging, I've been purging stuff, but I've also been accumulating other oh. stuff. Once you, know? you, it's a snowball, man. Once yeah. you start, you, you get a house and you start to fill the house and then you start to fill the garage and you fill the basement and the attic mm -hmm. and then you get a bigger house and because you need, to, it's a snowball. And it's like, once you start doing it, you can't stop. I, and I if I, for some reason, make some crazy amount of money, hundred billion, whatever, I will not upgrade my house. No, I will, no, I, I will not. I'm going to get the things I need to get fixed, get the things I need to have to maintain and fuck everything else. That's, that is my dream, man. Like my, my dream. Look, I would love to be filthy, stinking rich. I would love it. And not so that I could have more stuff or a bigger house so that I just wouldn't have to give a shit, you know, fuck your I, money. So that yes. I, and, um, and like I have been doing everything I can to get myself to a point where, where it's like, uh, I am going to double down and, you know, pay the house off as fast as I possibly can, you know, <sighs> and, and, and just get to the point where there are as minimal financial obligations as, as there can be that, bro. because the faster you get to, that's what I, it took me a long time to figure this out because you know, I did the comedy. I wrote those history books that I was writing, you know, because it was like, if these things click, I could make, I could make my fuck you money. Right. Yes. It's outlandish. It's outlandish. And I mean, I never expected it really, mm -hmm. but it was just like, there's the off chance that it could happen, you know? Yes. And, and, that's never going to happen if I stay in a traditional job like we've been programmed to, you know, mm -hmm. uh, make as much money as you can and say sock away as much as you can. And eventually you'll be re able to retire, but you know, 
you'll never have real fuck you money. Well, it, it, I've, I kind of realized it's not just about making money. It's about eliminating those financial dependencies, right? It's about pay the car off and keep it until it, you drive it in. Get the house paid off. Don't wait the 30 years for the mortgage. Make it hurt. Make it hurt. Put every dime that you can and get the house paid off so that, you know, every extra penny that you put into it is a little bit of time that you're taking off of that mortgage, you know? And once you get to the point where, like, that's the big thing for a lot of people is once you get to the point where you've eliminated your housing cost, you've paid it off. You, you don't have that 1500 or $2,000 or $2,500 a month that you're spending on your mortgage. It's done. You've paid it off. All of a sudden, it becomes a lot easier to get that fuck you money. Yes. Because you know? now you don't have to pay mm-hmm. half your wage or a third of your wage or whatever right. it is to the, right. to the bank. But and, have I ever told you about my friend who fucking... I have a friend. He is, he is like 43 and he has paid off his fucking house because he was working two fucking jobs at the same time. He's in IT and he was doing this crazy thing where he was like working his ass off. Don't get me wrong. But as you know, uh, tickets were coming in to like do his job. Like he would take those tickets that he need that he needed to do and do them. And then he would take the tickets that he knew that he was going to have to feed to someone else anyway. And he would give them to the third party vendor or, you know, whoever made the server or whatever it is. He, he would pitch it to, to, to that help support desk person and just work like that. And he did that for, I don't, I don't know, five years or something and paid off his fucking mortgage. Yeah. He did it like in five years. He paid off his fucking mortgage in five fucking years. Now, any money he makes, assuming that he's still working like he's working. It's just money. It's just fuck you money. He can retire probably by the time he's 50 if he wants to keep working. Yep. And so, and and it's just, that's, that's the idea is shovel it's not just about making more money. It's about getting rid of debt, yeah. you know, or if not debt liabilities, right? Getting the liabilities paid for and taken care of. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you don't, you just don't need as much fuck you money. You know, you don't need $5 million in the bank. You need less. Yeah. Right. And, uh, that's that's what it's all about because this the you know i know it's cliche but i mean the rat race it's exactly what it is it's the rat race i don't care how look i'm never going to be the ceo of anything okay and, and i never wanted to be that and and i think there are a lot of people out there like that who that's not their goal that's yeah. not what they want to be you know i'm never going to be the ceo of anything uh but I mean, just look at your coworkers. You know, it doesn't matter how high you rise. You are never going to make fuck you money. That's not going to happen 
and that's the like the dirty little secret is it doesn't matter if you're making a hundred thousand dollars if fifty thousand dollars a year a hundred thousand dollars a year a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year yeah it doesn't matter because you're you're in the rat race okay you're that that you're they're never gonna pay you enough until unless you become the ceo of a big company a big enough company that they have like stock options that are worth a damn and and all that you're never gonna make enough to really truly escape from that rat race you know so like there are two reasons are there like three for me to do this podcast number one and they're all kind of like on the same kind of plane i don't really say number one number two is like they're they're all equal in my eyes. But number one is to talk to my favorite people. Like yeah. part of it is to get the chance to hang out with my favorite people. Like my cousin Danny, not my cousin Dan, <laughs> Emily, all these other people that I get on here, I'm, I'm trying to get on here are my favorite people there. I've told, I've asked people and they said, no. So you're, you're the, you're my favorite people who said yes, but there are people, (laughs) but there are people who, who I won't ask, you know, there are just people who I won't ask, but like you guys are my favorite people. I I want, I, I I mean, I've, you know, ever since we, we were hanging out back in the day, I, I wish we lived closer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you live next door, bro, probably fucking barbecue every day, which is probably better for our waistlines. But anyway, (laughs) but as far as, but like, that's the first reason. The, the, The second reason is if I were to like, I don't know, God forbid, knock on wood, I pass out, like I die tomorrow, you know, that there would be some kind of record from my kids to know what kind of person their dad was. Sure. Yeah. That that is that is the other reason. I just want them that if that if I die that they know that their dad was this type of person, good, bad, whatever. You know, so that they wouldn't just have memories, they they would have this, right? Um and then the last reason um would be fuck you know if something you know if we got lucky and got some fuck you money for doing this podcast (gasps) that would be awesome that would be the dream unlikely right unlikely well it's exactly like i was saying i mean that's that's i did the stand-up and the writing because i loved doing those things Mm -hmm. right i still love doing those things i do yeah but a love, but but it was also. I mean that that it, it could happen. And, it could happen, and as unlikely as it was, and it didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. As unlikely as it was, it was a possibility, and it was it would have been faster. Well, like I said, it it would have it would have been more almost more realistic 
with that outlandish chance of somehow be, performing on the, the right stage in front of the right people. And all of a sudden I'm the next big thing, you know, uh, as unlikely as that is. And believe me, I always knew it was bloody unlikely, mm -hmm. you know, there's a point zero 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 one percent chance of that happening. But to what I was saying before, staying in the rat race, there is a zero chance of that happening. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a zero percent chance. At least you have a point zero percent or nobody, whatever it is. Nobody thing. nobody gets discovered for their awesome marketing campaign, you know, <laughs> like it's not how it works. Or unless you're using your marketing to promote your, your, your podcast. comedy. Yeah. Or your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, we have gotten way far off topic. Yeah. Right. But, but, but you know, we're still, we're still right in the ballpark because that's why all of these people, these people, every single one of them, they're doing it for $500,000. They're doing it for that extremely, well, in this, in, in this case, a 10% chance, a 10% chance of making fuck you money. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and $500,000 is still, it's still fuck you money. It doesn't, it's not going to get you through the rest of your life, but it's, it, if you, if you do it right, it's the seed money that you need to, to put the foundation in place Yes. for whatever you want to do for the rest of your life. Yes. I mean, that's exactly why they're all doing it. Worst case scenario. Like, let's say you play it real safe with $500,000. You pay off your mortgage, just like we we're saying. Yeah. And you can work anywhere and it would be fine. You would be yep. fine. You yep. would be absolutely fine. Right. You, you take that $500,000, you pay off your mortgage, you take the rest of it. Okay. So you, you take the $500,000, you pay the tax man, whatever you have to pay the tax man. Mm-hmm you pay off your mortgage and then you take the rest of it and, and you, I mean, you don't even have to plunk it into, into like good investments. You take that money and you plunk it into like CDs. You know, <laughs> yeah. For, and, and that's enough money where, okay, you go and you do whatever the hell job you want to do. I don't care if it's being a barista at Starbucks. Yeah. You know, you do whatever the hell job you want to do and just let that money sit and earn uh, whatever meager interest. And that meager interest is going to add up over the years. Right. You know, it's, it's, I think that's, you know, we spent so much time talking about, um, about making, you know, getting out of the rat race, buying the house out, getting, getting to the point of having fuck you money that I think that that's one of the reasons I'm sure I love this show is because that's exactly what these people are trying to do. And they're, you know, not all of them, of course, not all of these people are, are like cool people that I want to be friends with, but all of these people are, you know, none of them really seem to be assholes, you no. know, they're, and as, even though they're several of them are, are special people, they're, they're not the kind of people that you run into every day. Mm-hmm they're still just regular people. Yeah. They're, they're regular men and women who are just, just going out there to, to, to take the risk. And you know, I, you're 
putting yourself out there with this podcast. I put myself out there getting on stage. You know, I identify, man. I get it. I get it. They they are tr- they are going for that that dream of and we keep saying it fuck you money but what you know who are you saying fuck you to you're not saying fuck you to anybody you're saying fuck you to the systems yeah you're saying you're saying fuck you to the to the aggressive self interest you know you're you're saying fuck you to being locked into i'm going to go do my job for 30 years and hopefully i'll have a 401k so that i'm not eating you know a jiffy pop and ramen noodles for the last 40 years of my life, you know, Jesus Christ. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it, 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 I wish more people, it, we would have, uh, I think a much better culture if there were more people who were willing to go out there and take the risks and say, I, I'm going to try to not do this the way that everybody wants me to do, yeah. you know, the way that I've been programmed to, it would be a much better place to, to live. I think, I think, I think uh, that is more possible these days. I think in terms of, uh, you know, cause with every generation, I feel that the prior generation can no longer relate to the newer generation. Yeah. If we're again, an example in my situation, my parents came from Mexico. They, didn't get very high in their education. Uh, I think the highest they got was sixth grade. I was not only the first person to go to high school, but I was also the first person to go to college and get a college degree in my family. Since then, everybody else seemed to have got themselves a goddamn college degree after me. Yeah. Probably because it's like, well, if that idiot could get a college degree, that means <laughs> I can too. Hey, you're an inspiration. <laughs> I'm an inspiration, yes. Yes, because, I mean, obviously, it's easy if I can get one, you know. But uh, but then, like, so all these people in my family now have college degrees. Uh, now, this is, all, this is a whole new world, right? My parents do not know what it's like to have a college degree. My parents don't know what it's like to work in an office. My parents mm-hmm. do not know what it's like to even be in college, you know. They, they, they don't know what it was like to be single in their thirties. Yeah. They got young, they got married very young. So like all these things is all new territory, right? They have no experience to talk to for me. You know, they, they couldn't give me any kind of, uh, and, and it was weird for me now, now I especially think about it to ask for help in certain things because they don't know what I'm going through. Right. Mm-hmm. And no fault, no fault of their own. They just had a different life than I did. Now the new generation, like just not even my kids. I'm seeing the kids that are now like 15, right? I'm 45. I'm seeing these 15 year olds on YouTube making fucking bank on fucking right. YouTube. Yeah, I cannot well, relate to that. There is nothing. But if they, if they came you know, to me, you do have to keep in mind though. Like that's still that's the same thing though. That's still, you go, you go on YouTube, you start making your videos. You have like that, the, that point zero 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 one percent chance of it turning into something. 
Yes. And even, even though we see there's a lot of YouTube stars out there and Instagram, like influencers across all these different social mediums, there's a lot of them out there who are making a lot of money, but I mean, they're, they're little fish in a giant pond. You know, they're the, the reality of it, it ain't easy. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I totally cannot relate to being like 16 years old and having, you know, 15 million followers on YouTube and, and making the, making the AdSense money yeah. and all that. Like, I can't relate to that at all, but you know, it, 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 they're the, they went out there, they, they're putting themselves out there. They took the risk and it paid off and there are not millions, but billions of other people who are putting themselves out there and taking the risk and it's not paying off. And it's not going to pay off. Yeah. I mean, that could I be think us. this podcast is probably an example of that. <laughs> I was going to say that it could be us, you know, but like, but like, it's just like, you know, but if these kids came in and asked me for help, like, Oh yeah. I would be like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe start a URL and like buy a, buy a URL, get a domain. Have you tried making an RSS feed? <laughs> did you start, did you, did you find a channel on the shortwave radio? You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to like, you know, give them advice, honestly, because I, I don't know uh, how to, how how they got there and i wouldn't be able to tell them how to get anywhere you know because even even that road is 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 all new territory it's a new frontier you know and i think every few generations that is the case and it is i i hope i have the wisdom that when my kids come to me and ask me for advice i'll be like look i don't know anything about this and uh, you're on your own (laughs) yeah you know but i will tell you uh don't send dick pics to anyone yeah (laughs) Yeah. this son this is the best advice i can give you don't send dick pics don't send dick that's all i got that's the the beginning and end of my fatherly advice Mm -hmm. take it take it or leave it you know don't misuse the technology no like my stepson I, th- I feel like the only piece of advice that I've ever given him that was even anything close to valuable was when he was like five. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's 17 now when he was like five mm-hmm. and he was a picky eater. Yeah. I, I told him just whatever it is, just put ketchup on it and then it'll just taste like ketchup and you like ketchup. <laughs> it's the only piece of valuable advice that he's ever taken from me and it works. Yeah. So he, is he putting ketchup on his essays now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like doing essays. I'm just going to put ketchup on it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but I don't think he can because, you know, they don't even do paper assignments anymore, right? Oh, Look shit. at how old we are. I remember turning in paper, although even by the time I was in college, I mean, it, everything was email or, you know, FTP. FTP, how old am I, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. People don't use paper? No, classrooms don't use paper. Holy fuck. Oh, I don't know about your kids, but your kids are young, you know? 
they they they're doing all the in high school everything at least my stepson's high school everything is on ipads everything yeah everything is on ipads or or uh, um uh one of those google um yeah computers yep it's it's all it's all it's all but i mean when they when they told us that i'm like really wow we're so futuristic you know like yeah but then then you sit down and you try to help them with their homework and it's like i don't i can't i'm lost oh bro i i don't know how many times they did that shit with the fucking math they bring Uh, me the fucking math i'm like what the fuck is this what is this this is like no this is how you do it you carry the one is like yeah but that's not the way she showed us we gotta build we gotta uh, like draw these squares i'm like what is this square shit Uh, oh man you know it it drove me nuts at first Uh uh-huh it really did because it makes no sense to me right obviously we we learned a different way yeah you know but then like once I started seeing the way that they were teaching them, it was like, this is actually like, we, we learned by memorizing, right? Yeah. We learned by memorizing. This is how this works, right? The way that they're as hard as it is to kind of grasp, especially the, with the math, the way that they're teaching the kids is brilliant in my opinion, because, you think so? because they're, they're teaching the kids how to problem solve. They're not just teaching the kids here, the mechanics of it. They're teaching the kids on a very fundamental level. This is how you work through the problem. So it's not like they're not memorizing multiplication tables. They're actually learning how to do the goddamn multiplication. Do you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying, but when I look at it, I am, what is this fucking nonsense? My wife, (laughs) my my wife, like it, it goes back and forth between me and my wife. I'm like, I, I, like, I give it to my wife. I'm like, I don't understand that piece. Help her with it. And, she, and then she'll kick it back like two problems later. She's like, I don't understand this piece. You help her with it. Because oh. it's like. Oh, dude, wait, wait till they get to high school. Oh, fuck Because that. they're going to start coming home with the more complex math. Yeah. The stuff that you know you did. Yeah. Right? You know you did it 30 years ago. You know you sat down with the textbook and you did this stuff. You recognize it but you have no idea how to do any of it. <laughs> and the only way to possibly help them is to go back into the text, you know, into the, the whatever is available on the iPad, yeah. like all of the, the lesson plans and all that and teach yourself over. You can, so like you'll spend, like I, I'll spend two and a half hours relearning how to do the math that I forgot how to do 30 years ago. And then I'll teach the kid. You know? <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. No, I mean, man. I can't tell you the number of times that I've spent no. like, like eight hours. No, I fucking trying hate to get Trying to get through like a 12 problem assignment. Uh, I'm not uh, looking forward to that shit. I uh, fucking- it's, it's brutal. It's just, Oh, math, math was so bad for me, man. Like just, algebra. Just pray that, that your shit. kids, pray that your kids are good at math my, and my, that they pay attention to the teacher my, my, because you're not going to be able to help them. My, my daughter and son, thankfully they inherited their mother's math brain. Yeah. It, my son was adding and subtracting before he could, before we even taught him what it was, he already had figured it out. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> you know like i don't have to explain the mechanics of math to him like my daughter is already fine you know so thankfully they have they have their mother's brain and not mine 
and I think they're going to be okay, but they're still going to need a hand here and there. And what you're telling yeah. me is, is a fucking nightmare. Oh, well, it's, it's been a nightmare. And I mean, there's, there's nothing that makes you feel so like impotent. I swear to God, there's nothing that makes you feel so worthless as like, I'm sorry, I can't help you with this because I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm so, I don't understand your ninth grade math. It, it makes you feel worthless as a human being. Well, you know? that, that, that's, that's happening with her. That happened with her third grade math. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what? Because I mean, you look at it and there's all these squares and yeah. there's numbers. And I'm like, what the fuck are the squares? What is... Right, but but if you if you take the time seriously, uh, this is yeah. this is just the way I felt about it. Like if you take the time to go back through their their materials, their learning materials, mm -hmm. right, and teach yourself the way that they're that that they're teaching the math, it starts to make sense, and it's actually kind of beautiful, right? Because it is it's it's it, instead of teaching this math by like rote memorization, they're actually teaching problem solving in a really kind of gorgeous way mm. you know but that's just my opinion and i know there are probably hundreds of millions of people out there who disagree with me i i i, I can appreciate your appreciation for math but i do not have the same appreciation for math that you do oh i hate math <laughs> i just i hate math but i like i i do like the way that they teach it now yeah uh even though it it was hard for me to get a handle of it. it I, I like it because I feel like the way that they're teaching it now, these kids aren't going to get to 41 years old and can't do simple algebra, right? The way that it's being taught, they're actually going to remember this stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Anyway, man, we've so, been on for two hours, buddy. Yeah. We better, uh, we better cut this, uh, cut to the end of this here. So anyway, just going back to alone. I love the show. I think it's awesome. The yeah. end was amazing. I thought I, 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 when, when I saw Winona in the end and she had, she was Wania, like, Wania, 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 Wania was there at the end and she knew she was done and you yeah. could see it. You could see it. She was skinny. She was, yeah, she, yeah. she knew she was in trouble. She knew she was in trouble and she was done. I was like, wow. And I mean, and when, and when dude's wife showed up and I started crying, it was great. Dude didn't cry. He was happy to see her, but he didn't yeah. cry. I was yeah. more happy to see his wife than he was, you know? And, yeah. uh, but uh, it, it was, it was, it was a good show. And, uh, but unlike you, I was hooked from like, like it took, it didn't take the whole episode. I, I think I want to say like 20 minutes in, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? You know, like I, yeah. I was, I was, but by the end of the episode, I was locked in. I was like, yeah, I'm watching this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we got it. Let's do our due diligence here. People want to watch alone. Season six is on Netflix. Season one through six are on who are. Yeah. One through six are on Hulu. Mm. Uh, I think season seven's going on live right now. That's amazing. Um, and what channel is that on? I think it's the History Network, but I think I mean, you're right. It's I one mean, of those national. Yeah, let me make sure. 
It's a great show. Um, man, I'm going to feel really bad if it's not the History Network. Here, let me... Uh, or, so, Alone History. Show. It is History. It is, okay. Yep. So... Oh, okay, so... So, History Channel. You can see the rest... Or you can see the se uh, Season 7 going on right now. Um, okay, so... Uh, do you... Just real quick, just between, um, or I guess for the listeners as well, um, we were pitching some ideas for ourselves to like kind of maybe do a few shows. One yeah. possibly, I was thinking maybe we do this in a three-parter. Like we'll do the next episode with uh, on on uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yes, and, we, and we'll do it in three parts. Like we'll watch Ghost in the Shell, the original. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell, uh, the live remake. And then, or the live action remake, and then we do an episode where we kind of go over the compare and compare the the two. I love it. I love the idea. Okay, so I'll I'll go ahead and try to watch that, and then we'll we'll do the next podcast on on the first one. Got it. And then uh, we'll go through all that. But anyway, um, any any uh, closing remarks? I think I look. I was hooked on this show alone to the point where I did go back and, you know, I watched all six previous seasons, right? I watched all of it. Uh huh. And uh, I, it's just like, as much as it is sensational sometimes, you know, it's about, it's just, it, when you boil it down, it's like a human experience show, you know? Yeah. It's not, a, it's not just about people going off in the wilderness and, and being alone and, and all of the struggles that, that come with just trying to survive. It's, it's a show about what, what it's like to be human at the very core because when you strip everything away, the, that's what the show does. It strips everything away and it shows you what people are about when, when they have nothing left. It With, takes people all the way to that edge and it's very revealing for that. Um, and it makes you appreciate, you know, the, the name of the show alone is not, it's not anything light, right? It's, it, it makes you appreciate that we're not meant to be alone. No. And, and that's the whole reason we're here as this, this advanced society is because our ancestors long time ago figured out being alone is a great way to die. Yeah. I, I, I can't help but think like, how did they realize that the show should be called alone? They knew it at, at its core. Right. That how do they know? Like yeah. they could have called the show anything. <clears throat> they could have yeah. called the show survival. Yeah. You know, they, they, they could have called the show like, <clears throat> in the wilderness or something like that, you know, just as provocative. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, uh, the, the show, that's what, that's why it's called alone, right? That's yeah. why they called it that because when it comes down to it, that's the challenge. The challenge isn't like survival. The challenge is survival on your, literally on your own, Mm -hmm. no help from anybody else, no contact, no 
sent, you're not receiving any empathy from people and you're not giving any empathy to anybody else. You're not interacting, right? You're not, you're, you're totally disengaged from anything other than yourself. Mm -hmm. And you watch the show. And especially if you go back and you watch all the other seasons, you see how that's what causes people to fall apart. I think, I think that point that you make where it's like, it strips away and it leaves you, it, it leaves at the very core what humanity is. And, but more than anything, like it's right, like spot on. Like if anything, um, it shows you what you need to survive. You need food, you need water, you need warmth, you need shelter, and you need other people. Yeah. You need right. other people. And, and you just don't need other people just for the fact that they, like, they, they can help you get these things. But because psychologically, we are built yeah. to be around other people. Like yep. We need other people. And alone really drives that home. Because when you see the title, I'm like, oh, they're by themselves. Like, I just thought, okay, that's nice. You know, like, well, not that, that it's nice, but oh, you know, that's an interesting title. It, the title didn't mean anything to me until somebody went home because they were lonely. Yeah. I was like, damn, you can lose like that? Like, that's a way of losing? Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, and then, and then the starving thing came in. And I'm like, oh, shit. They're very, they're super thin. They could die. Yeah. So, like, all these things is, is how you get eliminated. And you eliminate yourself, essentially, to a certain extent, right? And it's, and, and I think, like, at the core, you need more than just food, shelter, and all these things. But you do need, right. you do need other people. It, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's amazing that like a quote unquote reality show is what drives that message home. Yeah. You know, because this is, this isn't like a new idea, right? Like it's not the same thing as survivor, but mm -hmm. I mean, survivor followed the sort of similar theme, you know, except survivor would actively pit the contestants against each other. So, yeah. but like it's, it's a reality show when it comes down to it. Like we, we just spent two hours now and I think two hours the last time talking about a reality show, but I mean, <laughs> in all honesty, like it's poignant and the message is, is very clear that it's, it's being alone is the challenge. Yes. Do going through this alone is the challenge. Well, I mean, prison, prison, they, 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 they throw you in solitary confinement, right? Why? Because yep. it's, it's a punishment. It's a punishment. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's a good show. All right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's put a period to this here and uh, wrap it up. Uh, any, anything else before we, uh... Oh man. All right. I think, we, I think we've beaten this horse. <laughs> I think I will. I, I think we did good. I, just, I, I think I'd listen to the podcast. There you go. You see, I can't wait to go back and, and cut the little snippets out and see how, how dope we, we sound. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, man. So 
Thanks uh, everyone for listening. This is Edgar Otraves and not my cousin Dan. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Music, Te Necesito, by Adua Blaze, can be found over at Epidemic Sound. We did it. We got another one in the can. So, um, I just want to say that uh, I only have my favorite people on this podcast. The people that I have on here, I love dearly. They're, they're, they're people that I have a great time with. They make me laugh. And I wouldn't have anybody on here who I don't enjoy their company. Uh, of course, there's plenty of people who have said no to me, but that's another thing. That's a whole other thing altogether. Anyway, um, thank you again for listening. Uh, this is the Flow Road Podcast. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowroadpodcast.com. Again, that, that uh, URL is shop.theflowroadpodcast.com. Thanks. Thank you.